0: I am joined in the studio by Assemblywoman Latrice Walker. She is uh, representing an area of Brooklyn, and she's here today to talk about an important part of Agenda 2019, a series that City Limits and Gotham Gazettes are working on about the important decisions and discussions that are going to take place in a number of issue areas over the next 15 months uh, or 14 months once uh, 2019 begins 12 months. Criminal justice, health, uh, political reform, transit, you name it. But within Criminal justice reform, a key issue that has been talked about for a number of years is bail reform, and that's what we'll be talking about today. Assemblywoman, welcome to WBAI.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Such an honor.
0: So, talk first, just uh, introduce people to yourself, uh, the area of Brooklyn you represent. What do you call it, and and where is it?
1: <laughs> so I probably represent the neighborhoods of Brownsville, Ocean Hill, Brownsville, East New York, bed Crown Heights, Cypress Hills, uh, Bushwick, and East Flatbush. Um, I was born and raised in the neighborhood that I live in and that I represent, so it gives me a particularly keen interest uh, on being able to represent the issues of my neighbors and the people that raised me, so... I'm, you know, grateful and really grateful to be in a position to uh, do something about bail, Uh, particularly the district that I live in. When I first got elected, they told me that 25,000 people would be returning home from the industrial, the prison industrial uh, system of New York. And we had to figure out, you know, what we're gonna do once that happened. And we know that I represent billion dollar blocks for the criminal industrial system. And how do I address this? And how do I stop uh, the total depletion of our neighborhoods uh, based on, you know, lives of crime?
0: in billion dollar blocks for people who are uninitiated are areas where the amount that the prison system has spent to incarcerate people, uh, if you tally it up for everyone from that block who has been through the system, tallies millions and in some cases billions of dollars. Well,
1: Exactly, uh, and it starts very early. Uh, It starts as early as, you know, early childhood education. We hear a lot about the um, school-to-prison pipeline. Um, But I think it, you know, we really should be talking about the cradle-to-prison pipeline. And um, so, again, we have a number of... um, criminal justice initiatives that we are championing. I'm also the chair of the New York State Association of Black and Puerto Rican Legislators, where we um, host an annual weekend, and we address these issues as well. So, of course, we'll be setting a new agenda uh, moving forward uh, in 2019. And and I'm inspired uh, by the new day that we have ahead of us.
0: So let's talk about bail and and pull back just a second. Um, It's something that we've talked about a lot uh, at City Limits and NBAI and a lot of folks have been talking about as a policy issue, but for folks who haven't been paying attention to that, what is bail supposed to be? What's it, what is its role in the criminal justice system?
1: Well, bail uh, is supposed to just ensure a person's return uh, to court. We know uh, that the constitution, the constitution declares that it's not supposed to be cruel, uh, unusual, and it's not supposed to be punishment. And I think that that's the uh, term that many people uh, forget about New York's bail system. They want to look at the type of person uh, the type of crimes, uh, the neighborhoods that folk live in. They utilize these um, uh, this rubric uh, by which to determine whether or not someone is a, a bad person to figure out if they're going to put bail on them when that's not the way that the system is maintained. Uh, it's not the way it's supposed to be. And it's definitely not what I learned when I was in law school. Uh, so it, it bewilders me when I see, you know, attorneys, uh, judges, and the like, uh, you know, say to me, uh, even across the state of New York, well, there has to be some system or something put in place uh, that will ensure that bad people don't get um, put back out into the streets. But that's not what Bill is about, and uh, and that's what I'm here to defend.
0: So, talk about your proposal for bail reform. You have a bill; it passed the Assembly uh, in the session that is ending this year. What are the parts of your bail reform proposal?
1: Uh, so bail um, really has to be looked at in the context of speedy trial, uh, as well as discovery reform. So that's in the context. So we know that bail is a system that's based on poverty, uh, as opposed to being based in the law. And uh, so the bail bill that I rep- that I introduced um, re- allows for an automatic release on a person's own recognizance in certain situations where there are violations, misdemeanors other than uh, sex offense misdemeanors, nonviolent felonies, and then two uh, categories of violent felonies. One is burglary in the second degree, robbery in the second degree, or falsely reporting an incident in the second degree. Next, there's another set that either will allow for a person to be released on their own recognizance, ROR here and after, um, released or released on non-monetary conditions, and then the last category of, of still allowing for bail to be set. One of those is for violent felonies, um, sex offense misdemeanors, and circumstances where the defendant was originally charged with a crime for which release on their own recognizance or under non-monetary conditions was mandated, but while at liberty, they persistently and willfully failed to appear to court, violated an order of protection, intimidated a victim or witness, or where released on a felony charge, committed another felony. Lastly, there's another the last category is release under non-monetary conditions, set bail. Or remand. That's for felony sex offenses, terrorism as a crime, Class A felonies, felonies for witness intimidation, felonies involving intent to cause physical injury or death. A charge upon conviction would make a defendant eligible for persistent violent felony offender sentencing, or where the defendant is subject to an order of protection, a violation of that order, or the violation of a terms of an ACOD or ACD in the case of New York City for the underlying charge. So we had. Um, two different concerns that we had to think of. And this is sort of where we'll see bail reform going next year, because there are many of the um, opponents to this particular bail bill is sort of on on both sides, right? On the one hand, we had to consider um, this sort of uh, non-monetary condition situation. Are we going to allow for Mass incarceration to be replaced by mass surveillance. I wanted to be able to protect that because you know this electronic monitoring system is a new, uh, a new uh, iteration of the billion dollar blocks. Now instead of incarcerating people, you got everyone in these in uh, the ankle bracelets. Then they would say to me, "Oh, well, you don't have to wear ankle bracelets, They have earrings, they have rings, they have necklaces, and we don't want to see that, you know, happening across New York City."
0: Because one of the concerns that I've heard is that when you establish something like that, like like electric, electronic monitoring. That people who nowadays might be ROR'd or at least not recognizance they might have that put on them just because well why not right why why not do it and it would be a kind of a, a, a spreading of the use of electronic monitoring that was one concern I heard
1: oh absolutely and you know we have many other states uh, in order to look at uh, situations where this has happened you know uh, as a kid and being in many locations throughout our country uh, I remember you know groups of people sitting outside on the front lawn and everyone has these high socks on and why, because everybody has, you know, electronic monitoring bracelets on their, on their leg. And it became a part of the everyday scenario where their kids have to look at this. And then it sort of sets up a system that we're trying to do away with, so.
0: So you mentioned that that was one side, wanting to prevent that from, uh, from expanding any more than it needed to. On the other side, you have these carve-outs for particular types of offenses. I imagine that was to address right. a different form of opposition. Right.
1: So the other side to it was, let's say for instance, maybe the sex offenses. Uh, This bill came of age during the same time as the Me Too movement or um, the Time's Up movement. We have done many things in the state legislature, which makes it more makes a person more comfortable in order to come forward uh, when they've been violated sexually. And we're saying to all of those individuals, come out of uh, the shadows, come forward if you have a story that needs to be heard. Let us know, and of course, retaliation is always uh, on the forefront of their mind, particularly in the workplace environment so we so there there were folk who were um, Arguing that we want to continue to allow a place uh, for men and women to be able to come forward and not have to see the next day the person sitting you know right across them at work um, and now to have to face retaliation, so that was one of the concerns uh, that we had to deal with. And on the other hand, it was a situation with domestic violence uh we've done a number of things in the assembly with respect to domestic violence like making it easier for a woman to come out of a cell phone contract uh woman or man come out of a cell phone contract uh if the, from with their abuser making them able to be able to break leases earlier so we had to reconcile that as well uh with the situation where a person would have to you know they would call the police go through the process and then the person shows back up at their doorstep later on that evening so we played around sort of with some of the um, non monetary conditions and the surveillance as opposed to just being able to you know walk outside but those are some interest, interesting dynamics that you have to deal with you always want to make sure um that justice, um, equality, um, equity, is definitely the, the, the sort of mantra of whatever we do uh, in Albany. But we also have to do a sensitive balancing test with the needs um, of our constituencies and the needs of the state of New York. So those are gonna be some of the debates that you'll hear uh, this year. And while I've never seen a truly perfect uh, bill or a truly perfect piece of legislation, I think that we did a great job in terms of getting there. Uh, do we have a lot further uh, in order to accomplish? Absolutely, um, but I'm, you know, ready and and willing and able to, you know, start the process over again.
0: We're talking to Assemblywoman Latrice Walker, sponsor of a key bill on bail reform. If you want to ask a question, please call us at 347-335-0818. That's 347-335-0818. I'm curious, there are other versions of bail control uh, proposals in the Assembly won by Member O'Donnell. Uh, can you briefly say are there significant differences among them?
1: Oh uh, well, there. I don't. I wouldn't say significant, but one of the key differences is um, uh, it, uh, it's sort of called the gold standard bail bill, and um, so there are two options: either you get bail, okay. or you you are remanded in in the system. And so I'm trying to figure out, you know, whether or not what our options are here. Um, uh, we want to continue to have a, a, a place where people still may be able to to um, fight their case from the outside. Uh, I thought it was too harsh of a, of a situation for me to sort of um, be 100 percent behind. I think the happy medium uh, that we were able to come up with in this bill um, through all of the hard work of uh, the assembly program and council folk really um, shine through. Here's one of the significant differences. In uh, my bill, where a person is still required to be remanded in prison and in pre-trial um, jail, uh, you have discovery uh, reform uh, procedures that, t- that kick into play. There's a certain number of time, I believe it's five days, by which the defense is able to request of the prosecution uh, discovery evidence or any evidence that might lead to that person being able to be acquitted um, at the end of a trial. So it sort of kicks in um, discovery reform where you wouldn't have it otherwise. Um, so I think that's one of the key uh, issues here in terms of the the bail hearings uh, that we're able to have a, a lot more significant and it really do leads more so in favor of the defendant being able to prosecute their case uh, in a timely fashion. So so it also kicks in sort of speedy trial mechanisms as well. So if you're still inside, um, then you have all these other uh, avenues that you're able to utilize in order to put forth a, a, a formidable defense.
0: We have a call. A question for the Assemblywoman. Go ahead. You're on WBAI. What's your question?
1: Yeah, hey, I'm Mario.
2: I'm a court okay, and I've been in the systems for 29 years. I used to work in the Bronx back when Giuliani was mayor, and now I'm upstate. So... <clears throat> My observation, and I would like the Assemblywoman to address this, is that the root of all these problems is that the penal law creates so many things which are illegal in New York State. And this is further complicated by the fact that the New York City, um, New York City Council creates so many crimes, which in other states would either be violations or not be crimes. And if I could have 10 more seconds, I can be specific. Okay, In most parts of the country, a person can carry a knife. In New York City, um, and I dealt with this when I worked in the Bronx, perfectly nice people would get arrested, locked up in Rikers Island for no good reason. And the reality is people do have a right to
0: defend themselves i've seen old ladies get locked up so let's uh, d- carrying just,
2: a hammer. It's thank so you caller i want i
0: to let her respond to that so okay, it, that's sure. a good question is the is the problem the you know is is bail the problem or is there a deeper problem of the penal code and the way the criminal justice system is structured in the state is that the woman do you, to, to the caller's point, do you feel as though um, the problem is bail, or is it his point that we have we have too many crimes, too many things are defined as crimes in New York? Well,
1: um, hmm. Generally speaking, I have a uh, I tend to have a hard line on increasing penalties, increasing crime, uh, because for the most part, it's the people that I represent who will be adjudicated the most. Uh, so while I tend to um, may have to, you know, think about his question a little bit further, do we, do we have too much crime? Um I have to delve into that, but do I think we have over policing uh, in particular neighborhoods? Absolutely, where it makes many of these crimes, which may folk may you know be get a slap on the wrist in some areas, you know sets up a, a lifetime of of crime and adversity uh, in our communities. Um, and many times there are young people uh, who who are adjudicated the most and this becomes an entry point for them into the system and then the next crime is more is more harsh and then the next crime is more harsh and then at the end of the day something that may have started out as a simple gravity knife uh, now turns into you know 20 years later where you know the the kid is returning home from from the upstate criminal justice system not knowing how to use a cell phone Uh, so we do have to think about, you know, what it is that we're doing as it relates to dealing with crime. Um, how do we address it, and what we are characterizing as a crime these days?
0: Okay. Then we have another call for the assemblyman. Hello, you're on WBAI. What's your question?
3: Oh, thank you so very much for your program. I've enjoyed it over these weeks, and I want to say that I just appreciate so much Latrice's It's Walker, is it? It is. Yes, I appreciate um, and she's an assemblywoman. um, uh, Latrice Walker, I appreciate her tone, and I want to go back to the fact that um, why is there crime? You see, why are these things? Usually it's the economic problem underneath uh, that, and its economic distress and anxiety, even with uh, I guess domestic uh, problems, even. Uh, so, um, I wanted to say I would have loved to ask questions to the previous uh, person. Do you have a
0: question for the assemblywoman, though, since we have her here?
3: Like her to fight for. Uh, it seems to me the tax should be rich. i ha- ri- uh, that the rich should be taxed, and also I am for the federal. Uh, okay. Law that I don't have a $10,000 deduction even. So I think the people
0: who are rich... Thank you for the comment, and I think we're, we're all probably in the same club of not having a $10,000 deduction. I'm, I'm curious, the point about crime and its roots actually it triggers another question, which is mm-hmm. support for criminal justice reform, bail, speedy trial discovery... How strong is it in your district? Because Brownsville is an area where we did a story this summer about how some folks want to form uh, a civilian patrol because there was a spike in crime. And I don't know if that spike has continued or if it's washed out, but how dependent is support for what you're doing among your constituents on crime being kept relatively low? And if we see an outbreak of crime, if we see someone who's bailed out and does something horrible, is the support for this going to fall apart?
1: Well, one of the things that I I just happened to read a report the other day was on um, uh, Brooklyn, and it looked at a number of different assembly districts. And to my surprise, uh, Brownsville wasn't the highest in crime in Brooklyn. Um, However, we're We get the most uh, spotlight. So there are some really amazing things happening out there. And, of course, everyone wants to be safe. So public um, protection is supreme. Uh, We want to make sure that our children and our uh, seniors, particularly um, uh, who are the most vulnerable, don't fall prey. Um, to crime in our communities, so people are tuned in. Um, they are definitely, you know, happy to hear a, a lot about the bail reform things that we're doing, particularly even with charitable bail. There was a situation the other day. I had a young man come into the office, and um, he went through the system. Um, he got he, he was bail was set on him. Charitable bail came into play. Was able to be bailed out. Um, and uh, then they put a dollar hold on him. And so I you know, got on the telephone, called the person who was connected to him and said, well, can somebody get downtown because he's still being held after bail was, um, was posted on one dollar. Can someone get down there to pay that dollar? And she said to me, well, I would if I had the car fare. And so that said to me that even though there was only one dollar hold, that most people would snuff at that. She couldn't make it downtown to pay the dollar because she didn't have the car fare to get there. And that, I think, is really, you know, it was sad. And then in addition to that, when we were going through this process, a sister said, well, I'll pay the bail but who's going to pay my rent this month? Right. And then his grandmother was like, well, I'll post it. But who's going to help me pay for my medication? And these were serious questions and they were serious concerns. So this is each and every day um, that so many people are going through this, particularly in my district. So um, we all definitely look forward to a day um, where we can we're really handling uh, this and we really um, have a have a real um, good understanding and, and justice is really being um, Uh, handled at the entry point of the criminal justice system.
0: We have time for one last question to the Assemblywoman. Hi, you're on WBAI. What's your question?
2: Hey, um, why is it that if you're in White Plains, you can carry a knife for self-defense. But somehow, if you're in Brooklyn or the Bronx, you need to spend. This 10 is days I think the same caller. I'm, I'm, are you going to address that?
0: That's not really the topic of our show today, so we're not going to. But I'm curious. Getting back to your proposal, so it passed 8757, I think, this recent session. Now it's a new day in Albany. There's a Democratic state senate, but there's some question about how far they're going to be able to get on their agenda. Mm-hmm. How optimistic are you that you're going to see your bail reform proposal become law by the time the budget session or this session of the legislature is is out next session?
1: Well, uh, bail reform was in the governor's uh, state of the state address. Uh, it was definitely on the list of priorities for the assembly, as well as the Senate Minority Conference. Um, but since there is a new day, I anticipate that bail reform and criminal justice reform will still uh, remain an in vogue topic. But we all have to recognize that just because we're all Democrats, it doesn't mean that we are a monolithic body. And while there are still some concerns uh, that many folk may have, while I may think in New York City that bail is a no brainer, it may not necessarily be the case in many of the upstate counties. Who's going to pay for all, you know, the many of the changes that uh, will have to come up here? Some of the seats uh, that we were able to win are marginal districts. And so, you know, should I am, – am I um, – and do I have blind optimism about it? Absolutely. Uh, they say hope springs eternal, and so I'm hopeful. And I look forward to um, working with my colleagues in order to make sure uh, that this remains a priority, that it does get passed, um, and that it, get pa- it gets passed this year. And, and I do look forward to it being coupled uh, with its sister pieces, which includes speedy trial and, and discovery reform.
0: Well, we have been very happy to be joined by a Sunday woman, Latrice Walker of Brooklyn, sponsor of one of the bail reform bills. Thank you so much for being on Thank the show. Thank you for
1: having me. Thank you for having me. I look forward to coming back to uh, particularly maybe we can talk about uh, some of the changes to raise the age um, that might be coming down the pike as and well. And apparently
0: knife legislation is all the way to this. I ain't going Thank there. you very much for, <laughs> for being with us. So uh, listeners, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week at 5 p.m. Remember to check out citylimits.org and gothamgazette.com for our Agenda 2019 series, looking at the big changes and discussions underway on criminal justice reform, political reform, the budget, health, education, transit, you name it. Uh, You've been listening to Max and Murphy on WBAI 99.5 FM, Reggie Behind the Glass. I'm Jarrett Murphy from CityLimits.org. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week.